the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters, sponsored by the Green Deco, making your garden beautiful. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast podcast. This is episode 28 and I'm Julia. And I'm still Elaine. And at this point, this is when we usually say, if you would like to get in touch with us at any time via our social channels, please do and we will remind you of what they are. So over to you, Elaine. Oh, right. Um, Okay then, (laughs) right then. So Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, all three at Potty Plotters. TikTok at The Potty Plotters. Email us naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk and finally, or oh, check out our website pottyplotters.uk. But I can tell you that people actually are getting in touch with us, Julia, and not only are they writing to us, they're sending us photographs. Yes, honestly. As well as all that, Elaine, people are turning up with bags of overgrown potatoes. Yes, now when you say people are, what we mean is the producer who has returned from his holiday. I'm allowed one of them then. Uh, yeah. 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 So he's can. returned from his holiday, having yeah. left us in charge of his greenhouse and garden. <laughs> uh, OK. And also he's now found these potatoes, which are, let's put it this way, oversprouted. Well, oversprouted is the understatement, Julia. I've got a plastic bag here and uh, I don't know how long he's had. In fact, they normally have these sell-by dates on stuff like this. I think they? they've started to take the sell-by dates off since. <laughs> I think, oh, have they? Oh, oh, it, right, might, okay. they it might have worn off. They're it very, be, yeah, yeah, they're very... Very long white chits on them, well, aren't what they? I wanted, what I wanted to know is these we bought probably a couple of weeks before we went on holiday and forgot all about. They were left in the dark in the garage and they've now got what can only be described as chits on them. Gareth. C-H-I-T-S. And I just wanted to know, are they good or bad chits? You'll get good or bad chits because if these have been in the garage two weeks before you went on holiday, that's three weeks and I don't believe you. (laughs) So, I'm just putting it out there. I think that these have been here for some considerable time. Garage or not, right. Okay, were they left in the dark? Yes. Yes, right. So you have got some little tiny potatoes with enormous chits. and The, the big... chits are actually bigger than the potatoes. <laughs> yes, and I would say, therefore, the big chits are the bad chits. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to knock off these bad chits, which are the very long ones of around three inches, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put three in a big bucket that's got holes in the bottom, and I'm going to plant them and see what happens to them. So thank you for bringing in your chits. And, uh, and on to all the matters, Gareth. Yeah. Um, we were left in charge of your greenhouse. Yeah. And um, we've got a few questions. Do you listen to what we say at all? (laughs) Does anybody? (laughs) Because what happened when we got there, Elaine? Well, when we got there, Julia got very excited, was leaping about, and I don't know if it was excitement or distress, actually. You found the cat, then? Uh, Well, yes, we found the cat, loved the cat, Freddie, Freddie Jones, loved him. Yeah, Freddie, whatever. And, um, but unfortunately, we found lots of, it seems to be following a trait, actually, because these were areas of the tomatoes that needed pinching out, weren't they, Julia? Uh, There was more than pinching out, Elaine. There was, like, more tomatoes on tomatoes. There was that much greenery in the little greenhouse that we'd started to develop a bit of powdery mildew, so we had to chop the melon down and we also had to thin out the tomatoes we had to kind of bring everything out and give it a good soak because obviously with all the foliage that was in there everything was reaching for the sun and so the peppers 
I mean, if you go in my polytunnel lane, mine are probably, what, 45 centimetres tall and full of peppers. Well, Gareth, well, they're probably over a metre in height, exactly the same peppers, but I've got no peppers on. So there's a lesson there, isn't there? And what is the lesson? The lesson is, first of all, don't overplant your small spaces, but we did give him the right amount of plants before you put your hand up, Gareth. We did give you the right amount of plants for that space. However, what you didn't do was thin them out properly. So... Back to the drawing board. I mean, we have thinned them out for you and we will be paying close attention now to uh, make sure that you have been pinching out your side shoots and topping all the plants off so that they don't get too tall. Uh, this is your time, really, Gareth, to say what your defence is. Uh, right of silence <laughs> is gone. <laughs> Wasn't all that discussed in the episode that was released whilst I was on holiday? It was a nice try. Yeah. How long no. have you been coming to see us, Gareth? Have Ooh. you not noticed these tomatoes that we've been thinning out over the last couple of weeks? Months? Ooh. Anyway, moving on to the questions yes. we've had, I think, Elaine. Yes, because people have been getting in touch with us, and they really, truly have. And um, I think because Gareth hasn't had a talking part for a little while, he can actually do some work for a change. Over to you, Gareth. Okay, so have I got to put the voices on for this? Um, yes. Well, it depends, really. Yeah. Don't give us accents, for goodness sake. <laughs> Hi, loving the podcast. Well done. So, straight away, we love Nikki. Newbie yes. here. I recently took an allotment in Surrey. Oh, she's posh. I was inspired to grow melons after listening to your podcast. Don't, don't. <laughs> I found a large green plastic greenhouse free locally that I was going to put the melons in, but read that melons can do better in clear polytunnels as they need the sunlight. If this is true, what veg suits green plastic greenhouses? What fruit and veg should go in polytunnels? Love the podcast. She loves the podcast more than once. Oh, we like that. And look forward to your answers. Best wishes, Nikki Williams. Well, Nikki. Well. Here's your answer. (laughs) Well, Nikki, first of all, I want to say good snaffling of a free plastic greenhouse. That is excellent news, and that's what we like. Um, In terms of the melon... I don't think there'll be a problem growing one in a green plastic greenhouse. The main thing is that you have humidity in there and really make sure it's well watered. It likes the same conditions as a cucumber. Uh, make sure there's airflow through because you don't want powdery mildew, do you, Gareth? And uh, yeah, then they should be quite happy growing in the polytunnel, the green or white polytunnel. Um, in terms of what you can grow in a polytunnel plastic greenhouse you can grow pretty pretty much what you would grow in a clear greenhouse Um, the only thing I would say is perhaps with your seedlings uh, just be a little bit careful because when you start planting your seedlings they need a bit more light um, so they may start to go a bit leggy searching for the light I would think in a in a green polytunnel so I'm not going to try the voice on this one because uh, or you'll discover as I get into this why I'm not going to try the voice. Hello ladies, Hazel here. I'm a scouser, that's one reason why. Okay. But I've been living in Melbourne, Australia for 13 years. I found your podcast through following Rob's allotments. We like love Rob. Love him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I absolutely love following your podcast on my long drive to work. Australia. A long drive to work could take all day. Oh! Can I get some advice on pepper and chilli seedlings? I've had zero luck with them so far. I can get them to germinate no problem in my little indoor propagator on a heat mat, but they don't seem to get past their first leaves. What can I do to help them along? It's midwinter here. Yeah, see? Ah, yes. Right. Bright sunshine here, yeah. so it's obviously snowing down there. So I want to get the summer stuff ready so I can get out and enjoy a bumper crop. 
P.S. I never hear the word muck over here in Oz and it makes me smile when you both say it all of the time. Yeah, they do, don't they? That's from Hazel Chambers, who's a scouser in Melbourne. I wonder what they say instead of muck, because they must create some. They right. must have horses. If, if you think that the word, I'm going to have to probably make this an X-rated. <laughs> oh, OK. Oh, right, OK then. <laughs> well, Hazel, what I think is the uh, problem here is quite simply that they're getting too hot. Now, what I would do is I would take them off the heated mat. It's not a bad idea to use to get them germinated, but as soon as the seeds have germinated, take the mat off and leave them to their own devices. Keep them somewhere that they're warm, but not hot. And that's all that I would say about that, Julia. Yeah, and I also just want to make sure that once they're in the propagator, once you've seen the seedlings emerge, that you are taking the cover off and that they are not sweating in there because once they've emerged, you, you just need to leave them to grow so and don't force them too much they do like warm conditions but it needs to be um kind of well maintained heat rather than a forced heat if you see what i'm saying and finally hello ladies no love for podcast so let's not even bother Aww. last year i planted out some white cosmos i was so pleased to see them coming back this year after self-seeding but what i thought with cosmos seemed to have metamorphosed morphed into white <laughs> Jacob's Ladder, which I've never planted. Could this just be a happy coincidence and the birds have helped me here, maybe? Any thoughts would be appreciated. You'll be lucky. Thank you, <laughs> Bernie with a kiss. Oh, well, OK, Bernie with a kiss. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, Bernie. Well, uh, I think that, yes, you are right, that the birds have actually done this. Cosmos, and I've got some on my allotment, has actually and can self-seed. There's never a problem with that generally. But I think what's happened is you have got another seed, probably from the birds, or just wind. You get a lot of that, don't you, Julia? <laughs> Can we not talk about that on air? <laughs> I just thought I'd mention it. So, yeah, just to appreciate the plants that you've got. Why not? Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk. Thank you to everybody for getting in touch with us and please continue to do so. It's lovely to think that people are listening to us, Elaine, but we know... It's worrying, I think, Julia, personally. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but we know that our adventures about growing our own and gardening are just some of the stories we can hear, but we know that everybody's got a funny story to tell, so let's listen to yours. Why not get in contact and tell us what you get up to on your plots? Right. Come on then, let's get some work done, Elaine. Go on then. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about, Julia, was succession planting. It's a phrase that so many people um, say. You hear it, no doubt, on the television. But what exactly is succession planting? We even tell some of our new plot holders to do it, but they look at us blank because they don't know what it is. Well, Elaine, all I can say is, do you want everything to be ready all at once? Can you eat that much food in one go? Oh, that's a different question, Julia. (laughs) Yes, I can eat that much food all in one go. That's never been a problem, whatever it is. Uh, And do you just want to spend all your time freezing it or do you want to harvest it when it's ready? And that's a different matter. And what I do like to do, for instance, with the runner beans is I don't grow loads and loads and loads of them. I don't freeze them because I do prefer 
vegetables that are fresh then and there so how do you go about it yeah so that's succession sowing really elaine because um otherwise you're going to plant things it'll all be ready at the same time in fact jerry just said to me yesterday what am i going to do with six cauliflowers i said you don't need to ask that question <laughs> jerry give me one and also he gave uh, four others away so that was fine but <laughs> succession sowing is planting things to make sure that you've got a continuous crop of something so things like carrots uh, lettuces beetroot um, radishes they can all be successionally sown so that you have a nice fresh supply whereas some things that you plant you plant it just once and then you'll end up with one thing growing so like jerry's cauliflowers yes he's got six already at once but luckily for him i've planted some more cauliflowers that are now plants and i've given them him as well so he's harvested what he's got now he's got another six cauliflowers to go in and now i'm setting some more seeds for a later variety of cauliflower so succession planting then is uh, replacing mr mcgregor's fairy tale allotment in that you're not going to grow 367 cabbages all at once to, to use one and give all the others away you're just going to do that in small doses and then in three weeks time do another set yeah that's really important yeah. so you know like you say we want things that are nice and fresh and at their best rather than waiting you know you're going to have some things that are going to go over and go a bit woody otherwise so yeah so if you have got something that again you will harvest on a regular basis perhaps set, set yourself a row of carrots and then leave it three weeks set yourself some more carrots leave it another three weeks so that you've got that nice supply coming on and that is all succession sowing is about but a lot of people seem to struggle with it the podcast podcast with the potty plotters sponsored by the green deco so julia five weeks ago we planted these um pumpkins what on earth has happened well First of all, I was watering them, but then we have had a lot of rainfall in between, which is fantastic because they love it with the muck and the rain. And uh, the smell's gone now, I think, hasn't it? The smell has gone, yes. I wondered what it was a few weeks ago, but that's okay. And Julia, you're carting around a stick. What have you got that stick for? I'm here to train them. I'm going to train them and I'm going to show them who's boss because, as you can see, this pumpkin here is trailing across my path and that's my main path in from the gate to the polytunnel and I don't want it going there Elaine. So what are you going to do? I'm going to sort it out with my stick. No, <laughs> what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw my stick aside and as you can see Elaine, I just want you to see, look at that, we've got pumpkins already growing, we've got them everywhere but I don't want them going across my path. So what I'm going to do is, first of all, if you've got this and it's going somewhere you don't want it to go, pick it up and just move it. You've got to show it who's boss. And oh, I'm okay. the boss, right? And now you can see as well, we've got lots of side shoots coming off, which is fantastic. But that one here, come down with me. This one here is going to go off in that direction. I don't want it to do that. And I want it to focus on one or two uh, pumpkins rather than putting hundreds on. So all I'm going to do, just like your cucumbers, anything else, I'm just going to pinch out the growing tip and that will stop it going in that direction and send the energy in all the other directions. So there you go, it's trained. Do you think it did work on the husbands? <laughs> I'll take that stick home with me. <laughs> so Elaine, last year I 
did a jump out of an aeroplane and people, sp- <laughs> and people sponsored me. But there are other ways of sponsoring people, aren't there? <laughs> I wondered where you were going with that, Julia. So this episode of the Plotcast is being brought to you by The Green Deco, suppliers of plants and shrubs to the trade and public at unbelievable prices. Find them by searching online The Green Deco. That's spelt D-E-C-O. And they're also linked from our social media. If you want to discuss sponsorship with us, contact us via our email. NaughtyCorner at PottyPlotters.uk I'm just saying this now, I'm not jumping out of an aeroplane again. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Right then, Julia, let's talk about carrots. I can tell you that I'm actually not doing bad on growing them in the meal barra. I don't know if you remember us doing that some weeks ago, but they're doing all right. But... Why do we have to thin them out? It's all phrases that we keep hearing from folk say, but I don't always understand what they mean. So thinning out, I'd like to be a lot thinner, but then that's another story. So why why do we have to thin out carrots? Well, Elaine, things need room to grow, don't they? So if you think of the size of a carrot, you want to give it that much space. If you want to grow a standard-sized carrot that you think of in the supermarket... It needs that room to grow into that space. Now, if there's lots of others around it, they're all going to be fighting for that bit of space. And so what you're going to get is either no carrots at all, or you're going to end up with carrots all tangled together, or you're going to end up with lots of small, very, very small carrots. So that's the reason that we thin out so that basically things have got room to grow into that so space. So all that we've got to do then Julia is just take out some of the carrots when they start growing so that they get the extra space yeah. to, to fill. So what you need to do is be very careful when you're doing it and literally hold your fingers on the ones that you want to keep in yeah. space and just pull the one in the middle or wherever it is and pull it, pull it out gently as to not disturb the ones surrounding it. Now I was always told that you never do this during the heat of the day. No, no don't do it during the heat of the day because it will stress all the plants out there but also you want to be doing it ideally last thing at night I think so as not to uh, attract the carrot fly. Okay have you ever seen a carrot fly? I did, you threw one at me once. <laughs> Hints and tips for shortcuts to success. The Potty Plotters Plotcast. So we're over on your plotty lane. What have you bought to what have you bought us here for? Julia, I've got French beans in this particular bed, but now you can't see them because I've got the fennel, which I'm now growing for the foliage, and also giant beetroot. So what I want to do is to show you what you can do with French beans. Literally down here. See there? Ooh. All these French beans. And all you do, Julia, instead of faffing about, pull the whole plant up and look at those. All you've got to do now is take them off and eat them. Why have you pulled the whole plant up? Because I don't need the plant. There's no more flowers on it, as you will see. It's all vegetable. So all I'm going to do is take all of these beans off. And I actually planted some more last week over there. That's good. That's succession sowing. By crikey it is. Top-notch advice. No Latin included. The Potty Plotters Plotcast. So Elaine, you've brought us over to the extension of your plot, the flower plot. What have you brought us over for other than to show off? 
Well, a few weeks ago, we planted by seed these zinnias. And these are giant zinnias, Julia, and they truly are giant. And what a picture. They're full of butterflies, full of pollinators. Absolutely love them, but a brilliant cut flower. So I'm just going to show you how to cut one. Sounds simple, but all you have to do is go down to where the stem meets the main stalk oh, and cut okay. it. That's all. And then if you're going to put it into a vase, make sure that you take off those leaves that will hit the water. And that's it. Oh, so it's a bit like a dahlia. It is, but it's not spelt the same. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. The hints and tips, Julia, for this week I want to tell you about because I see so often so many people, and I know that my mum used to do it, was when you were doing um, like black currant or um, damson gin. Damson gin in particular because that's got a stone in the middle of each of the fruits. And she used to sit there forever pricking with a cocktail stick each of the damsons. Let me tell you now, the quick and easy way around doing this is simply put them into a bag, into the freezer, and then when you want to use them, put them into the sweetie jar to make the gin, or the kilner jar to make the gin, and then simply what happens is as they thaw, they split. You don't have to use a cocktail stick, it does it all itself. That's clever. I am. The Potty Plotters Plotcast, with simple recipes for gluts and guts. The recipe for this week is, because we're still in the height of summer, that's what I would say anyway, is quite simply is, if it is that you've got just a few raspberries, a few strawberries, maybe some black currants, maybe some red currants, taberries, loganberries, whatever it might be, and you don't know what to do with them and what to make with them, all I will say is gather them. You can keep them in the freezer, keep them just for literally a few days, a few weeks until you've got everything all together. It does it doesn't matter how many you've got, it doesn't matter how much they weigh, put them into a sweetie jar and pour a bottle of cheap gin over them. Add half a pound to a pound of sugar, shake that bottle well, leave it for seven days, I keep mine in the wardrobe, and then strain it. Try it with Prosecco or tonic water, it's absolutely beautiful. Elaine, I found six kilograms of damsons still in my freezer from last year. Really? Shall we make a lot of gin? Uh, that's true. Another true story. There is six kilograms of damsons in my freezer. We'll get going on them. Thanks again to the Green Deco for sponsoring this episode. And here's to next time. And what exactly have we got coming up, Elaine? Flipping out. Well, next time we'll be chatting about ripening tomatoes. We want to give you some hints and tips on that. And we're going to be returning back to your melons. Oh. Yes, I know. But there are some things that we want to tell people about how to look after your melons properly. There's currant bushes. There's loads of other things, such as other fruit bushes and flowers as well. So there's loads. And what we need to do is squash it all in so that folk can sit and listen in the height of summer. Talking of squashes, what about yours? They're doing all right, actually. Have you planted any? Loads. Right, well, it's time to show up now. Let's, uh, let's go. Do you want a glass of squash? I've got one here, but do you want another one? Uh, yeah, if when you, I say if you I've make got it... one ear, I don't mean I've got one, <laughs> one ear. Are you Van Gogh? <laughs> <laughs> let's put Ooh. the kettle on. <laughs> the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters, sponsored by The Green Deco, is an Amberland Media production.